0: Theories of the Third Kind.
1: Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron. I am one of two hosts today. The other host joining me is Daniel Sun. Yo, guys, what's up? I am back. Now before we talk about Daniel's leave and where he went, uh, let me do a quick announcement. So we don't run any ads or take any money from corporations, so if you would like to help us out, a written review on iTunes helps the show tremendously. If you don't want to leave one though, that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, Ghosts, Illuminati members, underground lizard people, whoever or whatever you are, to enjoy the show. Also, if any of you would like to reach out to us, you can shoot us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or you can go to our website, TheoriesOfTheThirdKind.com. You can click on the contact button, and there you will find our email address. Also, on our website, you can leave us a voicemail with your phone anonymously, and we will listen to it. So, before we hop in today's episode, which is the Oakville Blobs, let me ask Daniel real quick. So... Everybody wants to know what's been going on and where have you been?
0: So, the last time I was on, we talked about the coronavirus, I believe. Am I correct? That is correct.
1: We have been called the prophets of podcasting. Ooh. Just a little FYI.
0: Well, I decided that, you know, I couldn't trust nobody to find the cure. So, I went out and searched for the cure myself. Oh, where, did, where did that lead you to? First, it led me to Washington State. I searched there. Then I, I went to Oregon, okay. then Colorado, then Michigan, then Illinois. Did you go to Italy? I did not go overseas. Okay. Well, did you find the cure? No, I could not find Bigfoot. So, no, the cure was not found.
1: <laughs> that's the cure. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know that <laughs> that you were absolute of no help
0: to no help the United whatsoever. States
1: <laughs> to, to finding the cure. But, hey, uh... It's all right. We're glad to have you back. I'm sure a lot of listeners are glad to have you back. We've been getting tons of emails asking where you were. And I'm sure everybody's wondering where Donnie and Kate are at. So they are actually in quarantine now uh, because they both have the coronavirus. I myself might sound like crap because uh, I'm getting over a cold. Is it the coronavirus? I don't know. I'm unable to get tested. Doctors won't give me any tests to see if I have the coronavirus, but that's the United States for you. Anyways, you sitting right across from me, Dan, you might be exposed to this, so. Hey,
0: I already seem like I have the symptoms of the coronavirus. I have shortness of breath, and I have a dry cough.
1: Well, that's what I have, too, and I got congestion. So, I apologize to listeners if uh, I sound congested. I'll try to do my best. So, with that being said, are you ready to start today's episode, Dan? Dude, let's get to it. All right, today's episode is Oakville Blobs. It's very interesting uh, topic, very interesting story. So I say, uh, Dan, why don't you start us off and tell us the start?
0: So this story starts in a small town of Oakville, Washington. Now, when I say small, I mean small, small. There are only between 500 to 600 people total that live in this town.
1: That's a small town.
0: That's a pretty small town. Mine was 2,000,
1: almost 3,000 maybe. Mine was 900.
0: That's smaller. Okay, you got me beat. Anyways, so everything was going fine for the people in Oakville, Washington. That was until something weird happened on August 7th of 1994. What happened, you ask? Well, at about 3 a.m., it started raining.
1: Hmm, huh. that's pretty normal.
0: So now in that area, that was not uncommon. It rains around 235 days out of the year. Of course, the rain wasn't an issue, but it wasn't actually rain. What was falling from the sky was this goo. It was basically raining goo.
1: Goo, G-O-O, goo?
0: G-O-O, goo. Okay. This goo was tiny, translucent, and about the size of a grain of rice. I know what the size of rice is because I love rice. (laughs) So that's about (laughs) the size of
1: it. it's not a culture appropriation either. He is Asian, so. That's right. Just a little FYI.
0: (laughs) So a police officer was working that night. He was sitting in his patrol vehicle when the rain started, so he turned on his windshield wipers, and the small goose substance was immediately smeared across his windshield. Of course, this obscured his vision. He got out of his car to take a better look at what the hell this stuff was. He noticed that the globs were small and mushy. Another thing he noticed was that they had fallen everywhere.
1: God, that had to have been so odd to have just been sitting there as a police officer and all of a sudden... It starts raining, and you're like, whoa, this doesn't look like normal rain. You turn your windshield wipers on, and you can't see anything.
0: Guarantee you at first, you thought it was on the inside of the window.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, <laughs> I know what everyone is thinking. Wow, it's raining goo. It's That's weird, right? But it's not super weird. Well, what makes this so interesting is that by that afternoon in Oakville, Washington, several of the residents became violently ill. They reported having difficulty breathing, vertigo, blurred vision, and nausea. Also, a large number of cats, dogs, as well as other animals who came in direct contact with the substance became ill and died. Those poor animals.
0: That's very upsetting.
1: Yeah. So, of course, the residents of Oakville wanted answers. But before we get to the answers and what they did, let's go over some eyewitness accounts to help better visualize what happened on that night. So, one of the first eyewitness accounts was a local resident named Dottie Hearn and her daughter Sunny. Together, they lived in a farmhouse on the outskirts of Oakville. So on that night, shortly after 3 a.m., Dottie woke up, stepped outside after it had stopped raining, and she noticed those weird globs were laying everywhere on the ground. She said, and I quote, it looked like hell laying on top of the roof and everywhere else. So I decided to go over and touch one of them, and it wasn't hell. Now, when I'm saying hell, I'm not saying H-E-L-L. It's H-A-I-L, of course. But uh, she said, it was a gelatinous-like material. So just, yeah, that's odd. Imagine Touching, like, some goo, some Nickelodeon goo everywhere at 3 in the morning. I wouldn't have touched it, but I guess Um, she just figured.
0: So she just randomly woke up at 3 a.m. and decided to go outside?
1: Yeah, I tried to find out. First of all, I tried to find her, and I could not find her anywhere or her daughter. So I tried to find, I read, God, probably 30 different articles trying to find out why she went outside at 3 a.m. I couldn't find out why. My only guess would be. Maybe either one, to let out a cat or a dog, or number two, to smoke.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the cigarette thing.
1: Yeah, that's the only reason why. Um, so that's the first eyewitness account. And side note here, we'll get back to Dottie and Sonny here in a bit. But first, Dan, can you uh, tell us about the police officer, uh, what they saw that night?
0: Now, you remember the police officer that I mentioned earlier? The one who was working that night, supposedly. Yep. Well, his name was David Lacey. Officer David Lacey was on patrol at 3 a.m. when the downpour began. He said, and I quote, We turned our windshield wipers on and it just started smearing to the point where we could almost not see. I thought to myself, geez, this isn't right. I mean, I'm out in the middle of nowhere, basically, and where did this come from? So then Officer Lacey pulled into a gas station to pretty much degoo his windshield. <laughs> de-goo. As, an, as, an, <laughs> as an added precaution, he put a pair of latex gloves on. Smart move there, man.
1: Yeah, that's very smart.
0: He was quoted saying, the substance was very mushy. It's almost like if you had jello in your hand and you could pretty much squish it through your fingers. I did have some bells go off in my head that basically said, this isn't right. This isn't normal. So that was quoted from Officer Lacey. So within hours of the globs raining down, various residents in the area had become mysteriously and violently ill. Almost everyone in that town contracted a flu-like illness that lasted two to three months.
1: God dang. Two to three months is a long time.
0: Yeah. Hey, that almost sounds like the coronavirus.
1: That does almost sound like the coronavirus. Maybe it was going around in 94. Maybe that's where it came from. I mean, the first start was in Washington, right? Yeah. Could have been me. So one of the individuals who got sick uh, that we're going to talk about now is Dottie. That's the one we spoke about earlier, Dottie and her daughter, Sonny, the ones who lived in the farmhouse together. So after Dottie had seen those weird globs outside at 3 in the morning and touched them, she went back into her house, and she started to feel nauseous. About an hour later, Sonny found her mom laying on the bathroom floor, conscious but very weak. Sonny described her mom as feeling cold, drenched in sweat, and looking very pale. So she rushed her mom to the hospital. I mean, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. So the doctors were initially stumped about what was going on with Dottie. But eventually, after three days of being at the hospital, the doctors came to the conclusion that Dottie was suffering from an inner ear infection. Oh. You're in the hospital for three days, and imagine you just being super sick, and the doctor's coming in and saying, so uh, you have an inner ear infection, Daniel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would not, I would not take that as like, oh, okay, thank you. No. no. You're going to find out what the hell's wrong with me. Anyways, so uh, during those three days that Dottie was in the hospital, her daughter Sunny, of course, was worrying about her mom and wondering if the doctors would ever find out what was wrong with her. Well, while she was worrying, Sunny remembered the odd rain that happened uh, a couple days prior and started to think that there might be a connection with with that to her mom's illness. So she left the hospital and decided to collect a sample of the goo and send it to the
0: hospital. So a lab technician at the hospital got the goo, started to examine it. They found that the goo contained human white blood cells but couldn't identify what it was or how it came from the sky. So the lab technician then forwarded the sample to the Washington State Department of Health for further study
1: yeah so the individual who received the sample at the washington state department was microbiologist mike mcdowell he noted that the sample was filled with two types of bacterias one of which lives in the human digestive system so this brings us to our first theory of what the goo could have been
0: so theory number one so because of mike's findings it was initially speculated to be human waste from an airplane how However, there are some holes in the theory. First off, the FAA, or also known as the Federal Aviation Administration, they have guidelines and regulations that require your shit to be dyed blue, so it comes down like a big <laughs> ass meteor, just boom. And this goo, well, it was perfectly clear from what witnesses said. To further debunk the human waste theory, there are regulations that forbid pilots from releasing your shit in mid-flight. So yeah, yeah,
1: I I, I don't think it was shit.
0: No brown bombers here.
1: All right. So I say we move on to theory number two. So uh, you want to go over theory number two, Dan?
0: Yep. Theory number two. So something to note here in this theory, Dottie and Sonny had saved some of this goo in their freezer. So nearly a year after this occurred, Dottie still didn't have any answers. Dottie mailed off a frozen sample to Amtest Laboratories, which is a private research lab. A microbiologist there named Tim Davis analyzed the sample. In the sample, he reported that it had a eukaryotic cell, which is nucleus-containing cells that are present in most living creatures. So now this meant that this goo had been alive at one point.
1: So someone theorized that this goo was a school of jellyfish, all because of that eukaryotic cell that was found, that's present in most creatures. But how the hell did a school of jellyfish get all the way to Oakville. And why was it falling from the sky? Well, this theory goes that the military was doing naval bombing runs at sea and accidentally destroyed a school of jellyfish, which sent the pieces of them flying into the atmosphere, which then they were dispersed into a rain cloud. The rain cloud carried them over 50 miles inland to Oakville, Washington. And then it rained, which then the blobs of jellyfish came down. So now the debunkers are saying that the distance the parts of the jellyfish would have traveled and the lack of any rotting smell makes this theory highly unlikely. But there's something that just doesn't line up with that because the Air Force did confirm that they were doing practice bombing runs over the Pacific Ocean in August 1994. So. Mm, This Also, something else worth noting, this seems to be the most, I guess you could say, favorite, quote-unquote favorite theory of the residents who live in Oakville. Um, So much so that the town had a discussion at one point of holding a jellyfish festival. So, there's that theory. (laughs) I mean, it's plausible somewhat. I've heard stories of animals or things getting sucked up in the atmosphere and then being rained down. But it is extremely rare, and I, eh, I don't know.
0: Yeah. So you got like water spouts that pretty much carry fish into the atmosphere, and maybe that happened with the bombing too, if it was the bombing.
1: It, it's possible. I mean, there was, like, like we said, there was the Air Force did confirm they were doing practice bombing runs in that area, but I, I don't, I don't know much about the atmosphere and if they would be able to hold something as. It it doesn't seem that dense, right? So Mm. I'm not 100% certain. So I'm not going to really write this theory off. I'm going to say probable on this one, but everybody can come to their own conclusion on it, right? But what do you think of this theory number two? You think it's possible?
0: Part of it is probably.
1: Yeah. But I don't know about the jellyfish thing. So let's, let's move on to theory number three.
0: So theory number three, the goo was made from illegally dumped hazmat waste from a top-secret scientific experiment. The goal of the top-secret scientific experiment was to create universally compatible synthetic white blood cells that could be ejected to any patient, thus enhancing the patient's immune system without transmitting any disease or genetic conditions from host to host. Imagine it like somebody tried to make the mobile one, for immune systems and it didn't work out so they dumped it into the ocean and it got sucked into the clouds
1: eh, if it's from a top secret scientific facility that's doing these top secret scientific experiments they wouldn't just dump it in the ocean you think they would do something else with it right to get rid of it I don't, I don't think that one's possible so I'm gonna have to give that one a nay but that's not meaning anybody else can give it a nay or it's, it's open to conversations on that one so what do you think of that one Daniel
0: I'd throw up the nay Okay. Don't like it.
1: Now, this next theory is my personal favorite in all of this. This theory is that this whole entire Oakville blob was actually a failed attempt at time travel. I know it sounds pretty crazy, but but hear me out on this one, Daniel. All right, I'm listening. All right, so those white blood cells that were found by the lab technician initially at the hospital... Well, those were the result of a time-traveling subject getting fragmented into a lot of pieces from a misstep in the time-traveling transition process. So somebody goes to time travel, the process messes up, and then they get just completely fragmented into all these pieces in midair and then pushed over the city. But but the time-traveling person Wasn't a human. The subject sent was actually a was actually a biological android, a futuristic android made by human DNA. So this android was sent to test conditions before an actual human subject was sent. Now I know what you're saying is pretty crazy, and there's a lot of holes in my story. Like, how did the res or why did the residents of of the town and Dottie Get sick. Well, you see, the time traveling malfunction also caused a severe atmospheric pressure shift over the town of Oakville, specifically over Dottie's farm, which resulted in Dottie's inner ear ailment, and it also caused the general nausea that the entire town felt for months. So, what do you think of that, Daniel?
0: I mean, that's pretty interesting. A futuristic android made by human DNA.
1: Yeah, kind of like uh, Westworld, I guess you could say, somewhat. Okay. Yeah, Good. but they were practicing time traveling, and it messed up, and then it just exploded in midair and sent it everywhere.
0: So, some farmer in Oakville created an android, and his Montauk chair failed.
1: <laughs> pretty much, yeah, 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 pretty much. So, I mean, that's theory. That's theory number four.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Give us theory number five.
0: All right. And theory number five, it's short and sweet. Basically, some of the Oakville residents believe that Oakville was the site of a military experiment designed to test a new biological weapon.
1: I can see that.
0: That okay, that, yeah.
1: I, I can I can see that. And I cover that in my my thoughts and theories about this whole thing. So I'll I'll speak more about that later, but that is a that is a plausible theory. It's up there. Hmm. Anyways, so those are the five theories for it, which we'll add more theories during our thoughts and theories, but let's go over some strange facts we found while doing the research. So Dan, give us one of the strange facts.
0: The first strange fact. So those samples that were sent to Washington State Department, well, those disappeared without any explanation. Also, no samples of the substance exist today.
1: That is odd. You know, stuff seems to disappear like uh, Jeffrey Epstein's cell tapes, you know, the 9-11 video of... The plane hitting the Pentagon that seemed to disappear. Seems pretty common. Things disappear. Hmm. Huh. So, the other strange facts that we have was that when researching this, I did see some different reports about something. Some said that the goo only fell once, some reports said that the goo fell twice once on August 7th and then on August 8th. Another report said that the goo fell multiple times over a six-week period, which had me initially all confused because I didn't know which one to go with. And I couldn't find a conclusive answer if the goo fell multiple times. But there was only one thing that I found that was for certain was that the goo did fall on August seventh, 1994 at 3 a.m. So because of all this confusion and conflicting reports, I decided to go with telling the story as it falling once. Um, But I did reach out to the local news stations there in Oakville. (laughs) I even reached out to the mayor. I also reached out to multiple residents who lived there. I tried to find Dottie and Sonny. I couldn't find Dottie and Sonny. None of the local news stations, none of the, the mayor didn't reach back out to me, and none of the residents wrote me back or called me back or anything. So I did try my part in trying to get a story or... An interview with any of them, and nobody out of the multiple amount of people I tried to reach out to, none of them contacted me back, which makes me kind of skeptical with this story to begin with, right? Yeah. Anyways, that's that. But what's another strange fact you had, Dan?
0: Uh, Another strange fact that we found a National Weather Service employee in the area received a call from an unidentified man in early August describing hot metallic particles from the sky that burned holes in his children's trampoline. You know what the hell that was? You know what that was? The Montauk chair exploding?
1: (laughs) That was the damn Montauk chair. The time-traveling Montauk chair. The pieces from that, right? So, that's what that was. Damn. Damn. Man, that's good. I
0: like that. So, there's one bit of information that's not in here that I kind of found earlier. I was trying to... To, like, look up more about Oakville, Washington, like, what's in the area and stuff. And I was trying to figure out what kind of chemicals in the air or whatever could make someone, like, feel sick and come down as rain and all that, which led me, not saying that this company does it or does anything like that, but I did find that they do have a paper mill type plant in Oakville.
1: Okay, Usually towns that have paper mills stink really bad when you drive through them.
0: Yep. This, well, I mean, like, they make wood chips and paper products. And I was trying to see pretty much if maybe they were trying a different type of way of making products or something like that. But I, okay. I couldn't find nothing. They honestly, their website's under construction.
1: Oh. So, well, if any of the listeners got any information regarding anything in Oakville, shoot us a message and let us know. We'd, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. I guess that rolls us into thoughts and theories, right? Yep. All right. So I got two theories for this. One, I 100% believe fully, and uh, I call this theory testing. So I 100% fully believe that the United States was doing some type of testing on the citizens there in Oakville without their knowledge. So this is this pretty much lines up with theory number five that we talked about.
0: Yeah, the biological weapon.
1: Yeah, so this was supposed to be some mild biological attack simulation by the U.S. government to see how it affected the citizens and the soil in Oakville. But when mixing the batch of this goo, someone mixed it wrong and made it too strong. This, in turn, made all the citizens sick and the animals die. In my opinion, this is the most plausible explanation for the Oakville blobs. The facts that kind of back my theory up is that the United States military has a history of experimenting on its own citizens without their knowledge or consent. For an example, on September 20th, 1950, a United States Navy ship just off the coast of San Francisco used a giant hose to spray a cloud of microbes into the air and into the city of San Francisco. The military was testing how a biological weapon attack would affect the 800,000 residents of the city. And they didn't even tell them. And there's tons of more of examples of the military doing these tests on their own citizens without their knowledge or consent. If you just want to hear more about that, you can go to one of our earlier episodes, which was the human experimentation in the United States. Now, keep in mind, it's like our second or third episode that we ever did, and our quality of our audio is... Absolutely horrendous. So, just kind of keep that in mind when you're listening to that episode. But it has a lot of good knowledge. It's really long. It talks about all the experiments. So, there you go. So, there's that theory, the uh, testing theory. Um, so, this next one is not really a theory, but it's something strange that I came across when doing the research for this topic. Was that I came across a, w- a weird comment on the form. Now, there's, there's no way that I could see if this comment was factually accurate, but it was interesting nonetheless, and I just wanted to share it with everyone. So, this comment says the following. In the summer of 1994, my husband and I spent some time in Washington State, near where the blob had been found. I have also heard of similar occurrences in other areas of the state around that time. I became severely ill with an unknown illness in August of 1994. This was repeatedly diagnosed or misdiagnosed as pneumonia, flu, leukemia, and other things. After a number of months, I developed partial intermittent paralysis. Doctors looked back, theorized, and theorized and said that I had Gullian barre syndrome. Among other symptoms, I coughed up mucus that contained neon orange or green colored flecks. A woman who became severely ill in Oakville described getting herself to the hospital and collapsing with weakness. I had that symptom, and it was extremely frightening. Of course, I cannot say absolutely that I, quote unquote, caught something peculiar in Washington state, but I can say. I had a hideous disease soon after I was there. I was so ill, the doctors kept saying that I would never seen so many symptoms in a patient without AIDS. Without the internet in those days, I did the best research that I could. What I learned is that there have been various outbreaks of strange diseases in various places, and medical science has no idea. I suggest that when mystery illnesses and mystery substances appear, Biological specimens must be collected and preserved. If medical science today cannot explain these things, perhaps it will in the future. The toll and suffering on unfortunate patients who get these diseases is horrific, and medical science seems not to care. In my opinion, something happened in Oakville, and we should know what it was. So that's the comment I came across on a form when somebody was talking about Oakville, which I thought was very interesting.
0: Yeah. So he was coughing up orange and green, or neon orange and green flecks. Yeah.
1: It was a girl who was coughing it up. My bad. She was coughing. Oh, that's all good. I'm not but, trying to um,
0: assume their gender. You know what I'm just saying?
1: Yeah. But uh, it, was, it was odd. I've never heard of anybody coughing up neon orange or green colored flecks before. Very weird.
0: So I had to look it up, see... Brown or orange mucus is a sign of dried red blood cells and inflammation, aka a dry nose. Hmm.
1: What about or a green or, well. Ye- yellow or green mucus
0: green. is a sign of a bacterial infection. So, bacterial.
1: Hmm. Maybe they were doing some biological testing, and the girl is right. You have to collect some type of substance, or you have to collect a specimen to be pre- and preserve it for future testing. That's the only way you know.
0: Makes, makes me think, wonder why the police officer didn't collect anything. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I don't know.
0: Because you know people probably had to call in saying like, hey, there's fucking globs raining down.
1: Yeah, well, supposedly the entire town got sick. The entire 600 people were sick for a couple months. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm iffy on this story, whether it's real or not. Part of me thinks it happened once and that they didn't collect it and... It was really some type of experiment, you know? But then again, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody said this story was completely made up. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds. If anybody has any information about this, let us let us know. We'd love to hear about it.
0: Definitely. Because it reminds me of that, the, that horror movie, the, was it The Blob? The Blob. Yeah, The Blob. Th- that's how it all started. Came down from the sky.
1: Yep. So I guess that wraps up. The episode today for Oakville Blobs. I apologize that it was so short. Like I said, Donnie and Kate are in quarantine for the coronavirus. I'm just now getting over the sickness of whatever I have, which is probably the coronavirus. So now Dan probably has it.
0: I'm jet lagged so, from the cheap airfare.
1: Yeah, he's jet lagged. I mean, I saw flights that were like 30 or 20 bucks, you know, which is ridiculous. Oh, so yeah. cheapest uh, I think, uh,
0: Bigfoot venture ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should all go on that here pretty soon once all this coronavirus stuff calms down, you know. So uh, yeah, real quick I mean, before we, you don't
0: see Bigfoot walking in the hospital saying he's feeling ill. So I mean, I thought he was the cure.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's plausible. It makes sense. I'm I'm thinking more like aliens are the cure. I mean, maybe. or maybe the aliens are the ones who released this. They peed. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so because of all everything that's going on. And the crew being sick and everything. We're gonna move reading the reviews to next week's episode. Still not filling a hundred percent. So I apologize again that for this episode being so short. Um Dan, do you have any shout outs or anything you wanna
0: Yeah, I got a couple from from Twitter that, you know, they're from like beginning of March. One we got one from uh Larico at Ray Ray WB. He's he asked us a question. He's like, do you think it's true that the coronavirus is a way for the Illuminati or the government to populate the world? I mean, possibly, especially in China. Get rid of those protesters.
1: Yeah, it's it's plausible. I mean, that's the whole like when we talked about the coronavirus. It was January what twenty sixth on that episode. I knew it was bad. I didn't. I, didn't, I never thought it would become to this, right? But it has, and I think it's only going to get worse. I heard today Trump talking about. Reopening the, uh, basically the United States for business. Reopening everything on, what was it, Easter? Like a couple weeks from now? We haven't even hit our peak yet. And he's talking about reopening it to keep the economy going. Mm. I know some people think this is all a hoax and the coronavirus is all a hoax and everything, but I don't know.
0: So, the funny thing about this coronavirus crap. So, I was cruising Facebook on my journey to find Bigfoot because I thought he might have checked in somewhere. Okay. But, uh, one of the guys I went to high school with, I saw he did a Facebook live video. So I got intrigued. I clicked it. Cause it looked like a hospital room. Sure enough, he was in a hospital room. They had him in like a pretty much a room by himself quarantined. He had a mask on and everything. And he was talking about that. They legit just confirmed that he had coronavirus. Oh shit. And I'm just like, Oh shit. That's, you know, back at home where I'm at so that's not good so I messaged my family told them about it and then my oldest brother wanted to see the video so I shared it to him it was deleted oh next day my buddy from high school's wife posted on there saying oh I assure you that no one in this house has the coronavirus we are all healthy and fine and I'm just like but he was he was in a hospital room he was in a hospital did he just magically get up and walk out Another thing that made it weird was my oldest brother said that there was another case of someone actually being confirmed for it a couple counties over, and then all of a sudden that case disappeared.
1: You know, I had somebody tell me that they went to go get tested for the virus, and the county was refusing to test them. So they had to go over to the next county who already had a case, and they tested them and that test came back as positive. So that person that lived in the different county, it didn't count towards that county. It counted towards the county he got tested in. It makes me think that they're deliberately not testing people, you know? So there's something weird going on. What it is, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's weird. With all the cases going on, why would they make those few cases disappear?
1: I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I also heard something about Cardi B was saying that that celebrities are getting paid to say that they have the coronavirus.
0: I hope Tom Tom Hanks ain't doing that.
1: Uh, I also read another conspiracy about this whole thing is that QAnon, The Great Awakening, which we won't get into in depth right now. We'll save that for a later day. But if if you don't know what it is, look it up. Look up QAnon, coronavirus. Read up on that. It's pretty interesting stuff. But make sure, wash your hands. And put a mask on if you go out. You know, washing your hands will help, but if you go past someone who coughs near you, you can still breathe that in, and you you'll get it. That's very true.
0: Yeah. Which those but people need to be covering their damn mouths.
1: They should. Uh, I guess. Go ahead. You got a few more shout outs, right, Daniel?
0: Yeah, I got another one from Emily at EMJ The Hero. She's like, guys, where's Daniel Son in today's episode? I feel like he would have added some good theories. I believe that was for the Black eyed Kids episode that I was that I had just gotten up and. Got on my flight to head to Washington. You know, I honestly, I probably would not have had any good theories about that one because I do not like that topic. That actually kind of scares me. But uh, then the, the next one is from Andrew Shaw at Andrew Shaw underscore or Andrew underscore Shaw. He's like, just found your show after looking up podcasts about black eyed kids. Really dug it. Need to dive through the archives now. So I'm pretty sure we just gained another listener from that episode.
1: Nice. Awesome. So I, I got a few shout outs on Instagram, if you're cool with that. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Um, one of them is from your boy, Aiden. He uh, always sending us the funny memes. Another one is from Nick, twenty twelve seventy nine. He's always sending us good information about what's going on in the conspiracy world. So I want to give him a shout out. Another one is to Haley F. She sent us a message about the QAnon, the Andrenochrome and the COVID-19 celebrities. Oh. Super interesting stuff. Um, I got a lot of people. Bradley Bay, Don Smiley, Chili Chill, uh, just a ton of people. Uh, that Todd, Sam S. Uh, got a lot of information. A great read from Urban Photography, 85. Super good stuff. And also uh, got a lot of good stuff from Anna. So I just want to say that I appreciate all the messages. I appreciate all the love on Instagram. If I didn't shout you out, don't worry. We got our social show coming up. So we'll go over all the messages and we'll read all the emails and stuff then. Also, uh, our Facebook shout outs are going to be whenever Donnie gets back since he runs the Facebook. So if you haven't heard a message back from Facebook, you can yell at uh, and tell Donnie to uh, fucking answer me, Donnie. That's what you got to say to him on Facebook. So that's right. Anyways, um, we're saving ratings and reviews for next week when hopefully Donnie and Kate are back from quarantine. If not, we'll push them off for another week. So, anyways, uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Again, I apologize for the short episode, but <clears throat> can't help this coronavirus sickness that's going around anywhere or everywhere.
0: Hopefully it's short and sweet
1: like I am. Ooh, nice. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, if you want to find us again, you can go to theoriesofthethirdkind.com. And with that being said, uh, Daniel, you want to roll us out? Sure will. All right, guys. It's
0: okay to be out of this world with your thoughts
1: because you're not alone.
0: This is the story of the one.